the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Okay, so you watch all the TV shows and you think you want to be a rehabber. You want to buy a little house, you want to fix it up, and you want to flip it. Or do you? Let me tell you one thing. They make it look really easy on TV. (laughs) They're all in nice clothes. They've got their hair and their makeup done. They're not even breaking a sweat. All right. It's not like that. So let's talk about rehabbing. And let's see if you are actually cut out to be a rehabber right now at this current point in your life. You might want to wholesale some things before you take on rehabbing, but we'll see. I will guarantee that almost every rehabber on the face of the earth goes over budget on their first rehab. You think, oh, this is going to be so easy. We're going to fix it. We're going to flip it. And then next thing you know, it costs three times what you thought it was going to cost. So an easy rule of thumb is to take the value of the property and figure it's going to cost a third of the value to buy it a third of the value to fix it and bring it up to great, beautiful standards, and a third is going to be profit. So a $300,000 house, buy it for $100, maybe put $100 in it, make about $100. Rehabbing is not for you to make five or $10,000. This is for you to make 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, 110, 120, big paychecks. That's what rehabbing is all about, big paychecks. Promise you, you'll go over budget. So expand the budget before you start. Then you'll be a happy camper at the end. It finally happened. You closed on your first rehab. You're so excited right now. You think that you're going to work all week and go work on your rehab Saturday and Sunday. And then next week, you're going to work all week and go to your rehab on Saturday and Sunday. And by about the fourth weekend, you'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't feel like rehabbing today. Do not be a weekend warrior. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. You'll get burned out. You won't get your job done. You'll start going every other weekend, and then it'll sit and sit and sit and sit. Pretty soon, you probably will be sitting there for six months because you want to do it all yourself. Unless you can full-time jump in to doing a rehab, please don't do it on the weekends. Hire someone to help you. Go on the weekends if you want to oversee what's happening. Do not be a weekend warrior. All right, so you're going to buy a house, you're going to fix it up, and you're going to sell it. What is your exit strategy? Are you going to keep it for rental? Are you possibly going to flip it to an end user, which would be a family? Are you going to sell it to another landlord? Are you going to sell it to another investor? Have your exit strategy in place before you get in there and start doing any work on your rehab. Understand what you want to do. Get a realistic time frame laid out. Is it going to take two months, three months, four months, six months to get it fixed up? And then when you have a definite time plan and a definite exit strategy, 
you're ready to go ahead and take the first step. Everything about rehabbing is about being realistic. <laughs> realistic. All right, you're getting ready to rehab, and you think like, oh, rehabbing, decorating. It's the same thing. That's what I thought on my first deal. I thought, well, I love to decorate. <laughs> How hard could rehabbing be? Oh, my Lord. It is not even remotely the same thing. I had no idea what I was doing or what I was getting myself into. So be very, 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 very realistic about your rehabilitation skills. This is not decorating. This is not just changing the carpet and the paint. This is rehabbing, fixing things, sinks, toilets, putting down tile, doing things like that. Be realistic about what you can do. And whatever you can do, there's no shame in hiring it out. I hire everything out. But I learned it all the hard way. And I don't want you to do it the way I did it. It was a lot of work. But I still do it because I love it. Be realistic. Okay, if you're anything like me, you think rehabbing and decorating are the same thing. They are not. I bought my first house and I thought, oh my God, I'd love to decorate. This is going to be so much fun. And as it turns out, rehabbing and decorating are not even in the same playing field. So I went to Home Depot I took all the classes. I suggest you do the same thing. Go to Lowe's, Home Depot, a local hardware store. Take some classes. Learn what it's like to build a screen or put it in a sink or just do some things. Learn how to do things. It's better for you in the long run to know how to do things so that when it is time for you to hire things out, you know what a good job looks like and you can also figure out what it costs. So learn how to do things. It's a lot of fun. Anything costs. That's not a good rehabber. Go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, go to some of the local places and get quotes on things. You can go online and put in the square footage of a living room and, and pick a carpet and a paint and they'll give you a quote including the labor. You can put in the size of bathrooms and kitchens and just pick things out and you can find out what things cost. People can charge you an arm and a leg if you let them. So you need to know what things cost if you're going to have someone help you do some of the work. And I really highly suggest, really, unless you can do this full-time and have mad skills, they hire a professional to help you out. And <clears throat> you don't know what things cost if you don't check it out first. Learn your numbers. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. I swear I could give you rehab tips for years. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're rehabbing is they treat it like it's their own home. This is not your home. So repeat after me. I am not going to live there. I am not going to live there. I am not going to live there. So then don't buy the very most expensive things. Find the middle ground on everything. It's not your home. You're not going to live there. Unless you're working in a very expensive price range, do not over remodel the property. Say it with me. I will not over-remodel. I will not over-remodel. Why do I say this? Because 90% of the people do it the first time out. Do not get caught up and go over budget because you picked the best of every single solitary thing. Make it nice, but doesn't have to be the best one in the entire Okay, we're almost done with this series. I've still got two really great tips. When you are deciding where to put your rehab budget, 
Spend money in the bathrooms and the kitchens. That really is what people care about. They want a nice, the women want a nice kitchen. They want a nice bathroom. They want things to be clean. They want nice carpet. The guys want a nice garage. Everyone likes a nice yard, a little landscaping, some flowers. You know, but, but spend money where it counts. You don't have to put down the most expensive carpet on the face of the earth when you could take that money and you could get an appliance suite. So get a suite. You'll know what it is. Just look them up. It's everything that matches. And and spend money on things like that. Get a nice bathroom. Have a nice shower head. You know, spend money on the things that are going to make a big difference to the family in the long run. All right. So as I'm saying this video right now, I'm recording this, open concept is a thing that everybody wants. It wasn't in the past. It is now. Will it be in the future? There's really no way to know. So... You have to do what people are looking for currently to get your houses sold, which is open concept. But think about, what about down the road? If they're, like we had a house that had a really weird fireplace with a bunch of river rock that we didn't like, but we didn't tear it out. We just covered the river rock and put up a plain, a, a nice wall that was textured because someday some river rock may come back in style. So sometimes you can change or cover something that may come back into fashion without necessarily destroying it or taking it out. So keep it modern. But if you have something that's older and that could be cool again, don't necessarily destroy it. And have fun rehabbing. I love it. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.